Yeah, that was Danny Mills speaking on the appointment of the Perth Wildcats head coach in John Riley for 2023 and beyond. Joining us down the line to discuss the new appointment is former Wildcat himself, friend of the show, Nick Lakovich. Nick, welcome back to the program. Thanks, Matt. Great to be back again. Always a pleasure. Now, uh, Nick, let's get into it. What are your thoughts on the new appointment of John Riley? Oh, I think it's uh, an incredibly uh, smart decision. Uh, very, very... I'm, I'm really high on this appointment. Uh, named as a 15th head coach in 40 years now for the Wildcats. Um, you know, they've rewarded John with a three-year contract. And the thing that he brings, is, and this is what we've talked about here on your show, is the fact that he has a real insight into how this league has played, uh, what it takes to be successful, the DNA that's, that's needed uh, to bring a franchise to success and finals. And you look at his experience. I mean, he brings three decades of elite experience as both a championship-winning player with the Adelaide 36ers in 1998 and then a high-level coach at the collegiate level uh, where he's been committed to programs for extended periods. This is what I love, you know, and starting at the grassroots, you know, playing, going back, um, becoming an assistant coach at Boise State, was there for six seasons. He took them to six 20-plus um, wins and an NCAA berth in two seasons there in 2012 and 14. And then he became an associate head coach at UC Santa Barbara. Um, and, uh, you know, he's been there for four years as an associate head coach. So you put those two together. Ten years of high-level collegiate experience where you've got to understand how to recruit, develop, build a system and a program, develop culture at the collegiate level. It's transferable into what I think the NBL needs is and, and the DNA you need as a coach. So, you know, I think it's a great signing by Danny Mills and the Wildcats. I think uh, it's night and day between the mistake they made with uh, Morrison because um, if we look back now, clearly he didn't deliver. Um, and finding someone who's had a taste of the NBL at the highest level and uh, built his pedigree as a coach. And already just hearing John talk about you know, I love the terminology he's using in describing what it takes to coach and be successful. You know, he's the ultimate professional, loves professionalism, hardworking, enjoying team and individual success for his athletes. The defensive approach that he wants to take, the words like being aggressive and, and uh, want to be recognized as an elite top two team statistically. I mean, he's, he's really highly regarded as a high-level basketball mind. He's a workaholic. And he's forged relationships all over the globe with players, coaches, administrators. And he's got a long-standing relationship with Danny uh, over at least half a dozen years. So I think it's a really positive appointment. Now it's about sitting back and finding out how he's going to shape and mould this team with who he recruits and brings in uh, to really create that backbone um, of the front line of what the Wildcats need. All right, what do they need, Nick? Well, I mean, he's going to be sitting there with some executives from the Wildcats, from what I understand, uh, perusing the landscape of the Summer League and identifying, and the words that he's used uh, time and time again is rebounding, uh, toughness on defense, and everyone wants to get out and play this you know, fun, fast-paced, open style of basketball. But if you can't secure the ball and you can't defend the rim, uh, the likelihood of playing that style of game uh, isn't very high. So... I think he's going to go and get a couple of guys that can really make an impact on the interior, rim protectors, um, and he uses words like, you know, you, you need ballers, you need shot makers. I mean, he's 
he's a gym rat. I mean, his career, this guy was an elite player. Uh, he understood. He was a, uh, an all-NBL first-teamer, uh, second-teamer three years, a scoring champ, rookie of the year, uh, and he's a gym rat. So he, he loves guys who just love the game. So I, I look forward to seeing how he finds complementary pieces to somebody like Bryce Cotton, who he knows he's in such an advantage position to be coaching a guy like that in his first year as a head coach. But, Matt, if you look at the pieces they've currently got, you know, an ageing front line there with Wagstaff, Majuka's a good backup, Hayes Brown still some time away, and now whether or not, you know, the Cavaliers stash Travis here with us for another season is yet to be seen. So the front line is thin. Really, it's Majuk and Wagstaff right now, so clearly uh, a combination of a 4-5 man for mobility and versatility there is, is what he needs to be looking at. Okay, you mentioned Luke Travers there, currently competing in the NBA Summer League for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They went down today to the Denver Nuggets, 84-76. to Travers with three points, seven rebounds, two assists, and two steals. He was competing against fellow Aussie in Jack White, coming off the bench with eight points and 15 rebounds. Uh, three blocks as well, Nick. So uh, he looked impressive for the Nuggets today, did Jack White. Uh, what are your thoughts on... Uh, Luke Travers being picked up uh, by the Cavs in the draft and, uh, well, the Aussies competing competing in the NBA Summer League. Well, the feedback is they're really high and high from an aspect where they've seen the highlights of what he's done here in the NBL in the last couple of seasons and the, the sessions he had in the individual workouts. But seeing it transform onto the court where his effectiveness on the floor without putting the ball in the rim has been a highlight for a lot of the coaches. His ability to change games without scoring with his rebounding. He had five blocks in that first game. I mean, everyone made huge headlines when Chet Holgram had six blocks in his first game, which is an NBA Summer League. But Travis had five blocks in that first game where he had six points, five rebounds, five blocks uh, against the Spurs, three assists and two steals. He backed it up with a decent game defensively against the Cavs. Not really being too disruptive offensively, but just finding his feet and impacting the game. I think he's made a, a really good footprint and, and uh, delivered some you know some real solid performances. So I think he's probably going to get stashed with a Wildcat um, for another year of development. But the, the, the latter name that you brought up, Jack White, and what he did with the Nuggets today, I thought in 20 minutes, you're dead right. The 15 rebounds, uh, along with the, the energy, the versatility, um, the hunger in, in just creating those extra possessions, the block shots and finishing plays, there's one two-way contract left there with the Nuggets. And I wouldn't be surprised because I know he's climbed the rankings there to be able to steal that last position. So great first up performance. Well, not first up, but great performance today, should I say, for Jack White. Mm, Certainly was. Uh, Now, what's the latest on... Uh, firstly, Dyson Daniels competing with the New Orleans Pelicans picked up in the top 10, but, uh, well, he suffered an injury. Yeah, they're going to rest him for the remainder of the Summer League. Bit of a flashback like Josh Gideon, his first year in the Summer League in his first game when he rolled his ankle. So he's got a right ankle sprain. He did that in the second quarter against the Blazers. Didn't come back, but uh, from all accounts, the x-rays came back negative. Wouldn't expect to see him back in the Summer League at all. They'll they'll put him in cotton wool and make sure that he's ready to go for the preseason. So, um, so you know, a rest for him. But uh, look, Dwight Reith has been okay. He's been really good, I thought, for the Suns in, in his game, especially his last one against the Lakers, 11 points, 7 rebounds, really efficient. 
from the field. Um, and, you know, I, I mean, you look at the, the rookies who were drafted, Chet Holgram, uh, Paolo Bancaro, and I really like J- uh, Jaden Ivey as well for Detroit. Um, he's been pretty explosive in his ability to be able to score uh, and get to the rim and put up some numbers early here. So they've probably been the three most impressive you know, guys who have been drafted along with that good contingent of uh, Aussies that are competing over there. Um, great to see. And what's the latest, before I do let you go on, Jock Landale and also Aaron Baines? So Landale's gone to the Phoenix Suns, and how great was it to see Aaron Baines doing some workouts in front of NBA scouts and GMs, and just Bainesy doing it his way, going over there, thanking them for them showing up and, and spending some time having a look at him. He looks physically in really good shape. Um, I would be so surprised if he doesn't get picked up on a veteran contract by any number of teams. He is one of the ultimate teammates, the best screener you're going to find in the NBA, has the ability to stretch the floor, just got grit and toughness, played the Australian way. And uh, and Delhi, a sighting of Delhi in uh, Summer League, doing workouts with uh, the Sacramento Kings. So he's over there as well. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see to see how he progresses and what impact that has on Melbourne United um, if he does get picked up. So lots to watch, so much happening in the Summer League and looking forward to seeing what happens with some sightings in the NBL. Can't wait. Uh, Nick, a big thank you to you for joining me here on the program this afternoon. It's always a pleasure and look forward to chatting again very soon. Anytime. Great to talk again. Thank you. And there he goes, Nick Lakovich, former Wildcat, NBL analyst and friend of the show.